Hello and welcome to Eden Exchanges, the business journey podcast by Eden Exchange. Today we welcome back our returning guest, Damien Bowen, who is the founder and director of Urban Clean Commercial Cleaning Franchises. Listen as Damien discusses the industry boom of the cleaning sector in 2020, how Urban Clean has been growing and developing its business opportunities, and why Urban Clean is the ideal business opportunity for those seeking financial flexibility and independence. Listen on to find out more. Welcome everyone, my name is Raghu from Eden Exchange. Today we're joined by Damien Bowen as our special guest. Damien's the founder and director of Urban Clean and he's going to be talking to us today about how the company has performed, pivoted and realigned its strategy in the midst of COVID and also continued to outperform the market. Also leading back to some of the great opportunities available with Urban Clean. Thanks a lot for joining us today, Damien. Uh, thank you, Raghu, and thanks for inviting me back onto your show. Now, for people who haven't heard you in the podcast before, uh, could you tell us a bit about the Urban Clean franchise, what it is, and what's your role at the franchise? Yeah, sure, Raghu. So we're a commercial cleaning franchise. We service a number of different industry segments. We look after schools, childcare centres, medical centres, industrial, warehousing, cleaning offices. Uh, We do clean gyms as well. So it's a fairly broad spectrum of commercial cleaning segments. Uh, We don't do any residential cleaning at all. We've taken, I guess, a different approach to the rest of the market in how we franchise, how we deliver the commercial cleaning. We're very big on mentoring and building up and developing our franchise partners so they're not just cleaners they are business owners and they are you know they're at the forefront with their clients building their business they just get a big head start and obviously they can leverage and utilize the systems that's taken years and years for us to develop it's safe to say that the year 2020 didn't turn out as everyone expected so you mentioned the industry and market you're in, but what has Urban Clean been doing during the pandemic and what else have you been doing to, to see it through? Well, like everybody, my year changed. Uh, we had very specific goals and targets to become an international franchise this year. In fact, in January, we were over in the UK. We are in London. We also went up to the north of England too to speak with uh, prospective partners who were going to launch Urban Clean into the UK market. And we had plans then for the rest of this year to be going particularly to the United States, but also to other countries inside Europe and New Zealand and growing and expanding. Now, those plans are still in place, but as you can imagine, they're very different to what they were at the beginning of the year. So uh, we can't we can't get on a plane. Uh, everything is by Zoom. We're still in discussions with uh prospective partners in the UK. It was a very successful trip. Uh, We came back, obviously, in February, and in March, it all came to pass, as it were. And I think, you know, I don't don't need to repeat what everybody said in terms of how, how drastically it changed the business environment, because I'm sure you've had a lot of podcasts about this already, Raghu. But certainly... We had to regroup. 
the April was a very interesting month for us. That was where I think the whole market was in shock. Our cleaning, our cleaning was very, it was a very diverse reaction. That's all I could say. So obviously we had uh, some segments of our market. I said, again, I said, we have a very diverse cross-section of clients. So our gym portfolios were all put on pause. Uh, in Victoria, that's still the case, but in the other states have recommenced. Uh, we then, then we had some officers who wanted to bring their staff home. So some, some of those officers said we need our cleaning to be reduced. But at the same time, something else interesting happened, and that was those industry segments, particularly in industrial, uh, in, in education, and many others said, look, we cannot stop. We need to increase the frequency of the clean. What can you do to make sure that you know, our clients, our students, our, our office workers and staff are safe in this current environment? So we actually had an increase and some cleans uh, were, you know, some cleans might have been a nightly clean then increased to twice a day clean on top of the nightly clean. And then on top of that, there was uh, infection control services, there was fogging, uh, surface treatments, antimicrobial uh, treatments, and uh, a whole array of disinfecting treatments, as well as reporting, which became essential for especially larger clients that needed to demonstrate they were being proactive and doing something uh, to protect their staff and their, their stakeholders from COVID. And is it also the case, like there are companies that need to, one, would give the perception that they're doing better cleaning, two, actually do better cleaning, three, compliance is also shifting where they have to do better cleaning. I mean, all those three are there. Is that an accurate statement by me in terms of the some of the trends going on? Yeah, I, I, I would say, Raghu, the most dramatic change that I've seen in the current market is the perception around cleaning and hygiene. Prior to COVID, a lot of, look, cleaning was treated as a commodity. It was treated almost like labor hire, something that people had to spend money on. But the, if they could spend as as little money as possible, that would be fantastic. Now, we purposely avoided that segment of the market. We didn't want price-sensitive clients. But the reality is the bigger, you, the bigger you go in terms of the contract size, when we start talking about 800000 $1.5 million, $2 million a year cleaning contracts, price becomes a critical factor in their decision-making. And so we purposely avoided those larger accounts because we were treated simply as a commodity. The shift I've seen is that now they're looking for expert advice. They're looking for a cleaning partner. So all the things that we found in the, I guess, the, the smaller size market. So when I say smaller size market, their offices maybe with 100 or 200 staff members, accounts that may be worth you know, about $100,000 a year and under or a little bit over. These things were important to them and they had some price flexibility. Now we're seeing in the larger end of town that they're looking for this real expertise here. So there's a lot less tolerance for 
poor practices, a lot less tolerance for, I guess, for want of a better word, cowboys in the industry who are just contracting out to subcontractors and untrained, uh, unknowledgeable staff, if you can call them that, are coming in and doing the cleaning. So that has been a big change since COVID for the cleaning industry is now they actually want to see reporting. They want transparency. They want to, they want to be sure that you've actually got standard operating procedures and methods in place that are truly going to counteract any threat um, to COVID. And also they can demonstrate to all other stakeholders that, hey, look, this is how the cleaning is getting implemented. This is the reporting. Uh, for instance, things such as ATP testing uh, and, and also uh, the what actual chemicals are getting used on site. They can demonstrate that with schedules and frequencies. They can bring that back to stakeholders with reporting and say, we are doing everything we possibly can. Uh, around COVID. And so there's this greater awareness around the actual expertise that comes with cleaning and hygiene that never was before. And people are open and they're, they're, they're willing to listen and they want to learn because it just wasn't interesting to them before. Yeah. And it is very interesting now because the, I mean, I'm not sure in the past how much the level of cleaning service was taken into account for like risk management or insurance claims or potential investors. So all of these components that have now upgraded the level of sophistication required from the service of commercial cleaning as it translates to a few factors that weren't there in the past. It's a pretty unique element of what's come out of this whole pandemic. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, even insurance, for instance, uh, for the commercial cleaning sector, is very, very tight. In fact, to the, for the size that we are right now, the only reason we were able to get the insurance policies that we did just recently, because we just recently went through renewal, is having an ISO accredited system. So actually showing to them, hey, look, we've got management processes for quality environment for OH&S and showing our record for the past 12 months was critical in us getting an insurance policy in the first place. And then secondly, having it at a reasonable cost, because some people actually getting into commercial cleaning right now, they can't afford the insurance. It's that expensive because now insurance providers see the risk uh, as so high if people don't know what they're doing in the commercial cleaning sector. Yeah, very interesting. So there's been a big shift in the industry. Now, how has this translated to uh, how your franchisees were traveling at the peak of the pandemic and how do you think it will translate to as we uh, come back to a quote unquote new normal which is everyone is saying and also yeah. we come to a potential revitalized uh, industry as well i see this as a a reset for our industry now there are some people who want to pretend like nothing has happened they're going to get left behind the reason is is hygiene is now uppermost in people's minds that's one of before cleaning was an afterthought now cleaning is right at the forefront of the work environment and despite what everybody is saying that everybody's going to start working from home there's only small segments in the industry that are going to do that most people do have to go to work 
Hey, Google even tried to get everyone to work from home for a very long period of time. They realized it doesn't work. They need a collaborative environment. Uh, now, there's some industry segments like schools, like industrial uh, in premises, factories, manufacturing, all of that. You, you can't do that remotely. It's got to be on site. So there is a perception out there that, oh, okay, everyone's going to start working from home. Well, there's a, there is a shift there. There's no doubt about it. And certain people who are kind of already working from home are going to be able to do more of it. But the cleaning that remains is going to be even more important. So what we're finding, even with, say, uh, offices that have reduced staff, so there's less people coming to the office, the cleaning schedule has not decreased. And now people want to know what's going on with the hygiene. So there's that fundamental shift where hygiene is now really important. It's no longer a low level decision. It's a higher level decision and organization to make sure that they're ticking those boxes, um, they're getting it done correctly, uh, and that the cleaning company knows what they're doing and there's transparency around the operations of that cleaning company. So that's a big shift that's happening. Cleaning as well is growing. We've seen that our portfolio has grown. So we have, you know, some industries, I, I feel really bad for them. They have definitely decreased because of COVID, like fitness is one of them. There's many others uh, that are really suffering during this pandemic, not so cleaning. So we have increased our client portfolio. A lot of our clients have increased their cleaning requirements. We are now starting to uh, see different sales channels open up to us. And what I mean by that is now people are interested in the products. So what can you do in terms of hand sanitizer? What can you do in terms of disinfectants? And so now we've got product sales that are happening just as much as, as cleaning. Uh, we're also doing re more reporting. And, uh, you know, that. so there's all these elements that are now shifting. And it just means that we're now, I believe, on a boom for the industry. This is very much the way I see it is very much what happened in the 40s and the 50s. Uh, and this is when the cleaning industry had its last boom was in the in the 50s and the 60s and started people operating commercial cleaning businesses and some very big companies came out of that. I'm seeing that right now. So I'm seeing that there's that increased awareness. The industry is booming. Obviously, now there's a greater focus around the tech. Uh, the technological side and the operating side and also the chemical side and the reporting side that there never was before. That was only really sort of uh, dormant or, or minor. So, yeah, we, we've got a big few years in front of us, Raghu, it's, uh, and it's a very exciting time. Now, how have your – now, back to the – because you've got a, you know, your, your franchise network has grown considerably. You're, how many in your network now, uh, Damien? Oh, we've got close to about 150 franchise partners now. Uh, wow, so it's really, mm. really a, a big presence in the market. And how have, how do you think um, your franchises will fare in this new market uh, compared to, say, a loan operator? And and what type of thought and strategy goes into making sure you can maintain the level of success they've had in the past to now, or even uh, adapt them to the new the new state of play. Well, in one sense, we've not really needed to adapt dramatically because 
from the very get-go, our business was based on the idea of adapting to changing needs of clients or recognising that it's not about us, it's about the clients that we serve. And we identified there were six things that were really, really critical for a client when they engaged a cleaning service. And those six things, very simple, specific items. So there was items that were unique to each client that we needed to identify and address, communication, consistency, transparency, security, and having a professional partnership with those clients. All we needed to do is just continue the conversation that we already had with our client base. So with specific items, obviously that changed. And this is one of the things that we educate our franchise partners on is that they don't remain the same. They change over time. How do you know that they change over time? Why? Because you are proactive in your communication. You're not managing the business by complaints, which is a very typical way that a cleaning business operates. They don't respond unless they get a complaint. No, our franchise partners learn and are educated on being proactive with their communication. They engage their clients, they do audits on their own business, and they reach out to clients and say, what are your focus areas? What are the key areas that you want addressed for the following month? That obviously became hygiene very quickly into COVID. So people said, what's your COVID plan? We will like, straight away, as soon as this started happening, we started sending out memos to our client base saying, this is how we get, this is how we can mitigate this risk. This is what you should be implementing to implementing, sorry, into your workplace. And the, the franchisees were able then to implement those policies and then speak directly with their clients and find out what they needed to do specific to their, to their workplace to, or to their, to their office or, or, or showroom or whatever facility they were cleaning. So we didn't need to change our processes. All we needed to do is just adapt to specific needs of that client. And our partnership relationship with our clients then started to grow. So all this did was embed our relationship with our clients from one of the things that we teach our franchisees is once you start building that relationship with your clients, then you can start growing and expanding your portfolio. They'll give you more business. So we talk about wallet share, not just market share. So once you start doing business with a client, how do you get more of their business? How do you get them to spend their dollars with you rather than with somebody else? And this is the program that we teach our franchise partners to follow. From that then comes referrals. And we're seeing, hey, the market is still there. Like there's, there's, there's still cleaning contracts getting exchanged. There's still people who are fed up with poor service and want to go to a superior cleaning company. Uh, and so we're continuing our business development activities. We're still winning cleaning contracts as well as growing and building out our existing portfolio. Excellent. Now, a part and parcel of um, you know what you incorporate into your system is a minimum guarantee of, initial guarantee of, of 5000 per month for new franchise owners. Now, is that still manageable or still achievable in this style of um, environment? Oh, absolutely. I mean, contracts are getting won every single day. We had one month in April where it was about consolidation. So there was not a lot of new business won in that month. 
it did, I think the whole business environment was in shell shock and people just didn't want to talk about changing their cleaners then. Uh, since then, people realize, oh, we've, okay, COVID is real. It's a new environment that we're in. Business still needs to continue. And now that I know I need cleaning, I better get some good cleaners in. With our guarantees, we have two ways of guaranteeing it, depending on how people come into the business. Uh, if people want to invest the entire amount upfront, which is 31700 this is for a unit franchise, not the regional opportunity, but for a unit franchise, we guarantee that by the fifth month, they'll be completely set up. So we've got four months to fill them up. So it didn't really matter at all uh, that we had one month that didn't quite work and everyone was under, understood what was going on. And we, and then we just went in harder the following month and it wasn't hard to pick up uh, where we left off and continue to grow. Now, if someone wants to come in on a payment option, they can come, there's an activity guarantee on that. So we guaranteed to, to, guarantee to do 60 new proposals for someone coming in that way, we still get them their five thousand uh, dollars, but there's no time limit. Now, when I say there's no time limit, we do aim to get people set up within about six to eight weeks. And obviously, in that month of April, that was a little bit more challenging. But then they got filled up after April. So, you know, we we've always had that flex anyway in terms of the setup for for people with that initial five grand. Um, so yeah, to, to answer you, that's a very long way of, uh, of answering that question, Raghu, but basically it hasn't slowed us down. We've always had that flexibility in the system, uh, and we're still setting people up with $5,000, their initial value, and very often a lot more than five. Excellent. Now there is a certain type of person that you're looking for to, to come and join Urban Clean as a franchisee and also the person that makes a, a good success of it. Who is that person? And that also wanted, I wanted to lead that onto my next question because you also have another style of business where you recruit more master franchise or branch manager style uh, um, business owners. Could you delve a bit more into that type of business and how that differs from a, a unit franchise and also the type of person really that makes up for both of these styles of businesses? Yeah, perfect. Um, that's a good question. So yes, we are looking for a specific type of person for our cleaning franchise opportunity. That is someone who wants to basically take, they don't want to be a cleaner. They're happy to clean, but they want a business. One of the things that make us different from other commercial cleaning franchise opportunities is our franchisees don't have supervisors. They don't have roster managers. They don't have someone who's going to account managers who are going to interact on, interact with the clients on the franchisee's behalf. Uh, I, I'm very much opposed to that. I don't even believe that's a franchise. I believe that's uh, a, a pseudo franchise in a subcontracting arrangement. So anyone who sort of wants to just be a cleaner and not have a business, so they just want to go at nighttime, do the cleaning, not interact with the clients, not grow their business, uh, just get given contracts to them. This is the wrong business for them. What we're really looking for is people who want to learn, people who like the fact that they can get set up after hours so they don't need to quit their day job. They can go cleaning in the evening. We'll get them set up with a minimum of $5,000 per month. 
And then we train them, we coach them and mentor them to grow and expand their business from there. And we've got uh, franchise partners who are doing $30,000 plus per month. So they're doing over $300,000 a year uh, just by getting set up with the five grand and then being coached and mentored to grow their business. For a lot of people, they're happy with that. But there are some people who want more than that and they don't want to be on the tools. And that's when we talk about being an urban clean regional and that's our master franchise opportunity. And that's really for someone who wants to make this their full-time gig. Their their role essentially is to to recruit uh, new franchise partners, set them up in that initial $5,000 per month and sometimes more and coach and mentor these guys to expand their business. Now, why would they want to do that? They get a lump sum uh, when they recruit the franchise. We actually provide and set the leads for uh, our regionals. So they don't need to worry about, oh gosh, how do I get um, franchise inquiries and leads? Because some of these people, they may have had some sales or management experience in the past, but rarely have they, you know, done a lot of marketing. So we take that equation out for them and said, we'll provide you the leads. We we know how to get the leads. Um, we get uh, plenty of leads every month and inquiries. We, the trouble is we get inquiries in areas that we can't, we're not serviced yet at the moment because we don't have regional partners there. For instance, uh, Western Australia, we get leads all the time for Western Australia for people wanting to set up their business. Uh, we even have cleaning contract inquiries down there. Uh, we're just looking for regional partners to get started. So that's no problem for them to, to worry about. They they just need to concentrate on following a step-by-step recruitment process that we set up to find the right candidates and then just follow a step-by-step process to win the cleaning contracts. And one says it's quite formulaic. You just, it's rinse, repeat. You do the same thing again and again and again, and you win cleaning contracts, no problem. So the regional opportunity is really for somebody who, is looking for a couple hundred grand a year. Um, they're okay to talk to new clients. They're okay to win business. They're okay to coach and mentor franchise partners, and they want to build up a residual. So our goal for all of our regional partners is to build a residual of around about between three hundred and five hundred thousand dollars a year. What do I mean by residual? Well, when a regional partner recruits a franchise, the cleaning income that that franchisee makes they get a percentage of it for coaching and mentoring them so they get in a sense a trailing income and that's really i guess the uh the biggest incentive to become a regional is that you don't just make the sales in the month but because of the nature of commercial cleaning commercial cleaning tends to go on for years and years and years we've got clients that we're still servicing after you know 2014 when we got started we still got them um, you get a trailing percentage of all of that income. And over time, that builds out, builds up to be a substantial amount. And we've got regional partners right now who just their trailing is around $15,000, $20,000 a month. So uh, it can build up relatively quickly. It takes time, of course, but then a regional partner would still make money by recruiting as well as winning cleaning contracts while they're waiting for that residual to build up. And for, for commercially minded people, look, delving into that in more detail with Damien and the team, you'll, you know, it's a real eye opener 
of once you understand this system and start building up the, the network, how much that can turn into as a form of residual income and the growth prospects from that. So it's a it's an extremely well thought through system. But you do, I mean, the type of people that really it suits to need to be, you know, they really have to come from a, a business mindset, isn't it, of, or a growth mindset anyway to... Oh, absolutely. Look, it's not a, it's not the first time. Look, sometimes people come to us and say, I really want the region. I like the numbers and uh, they, cause they get leverage and they understand the, the power of having a residual income because there's um, different income streams. Uh, they really can be valued differently. Like I think we all like the idea of owning property and receiving rent. So, and that's treated very differently. Rental income, if it can replace your daytime job, that's a lot better than a job, right? We all know that. So people see the value in building up that residual income, but sometimes they're just not ready for it. Okay. They haven't had a business in the past. So this is a first time business for them. They haven't had management experience and um, they're uncomfortable around sales. If that's the case, I always recommend, hey, let's have a look again. You started first in a commercial cleaning business. So as a unit franchise, you're still going to make good money. Yes, you are going to be quite hands-on involved in the cleaning, but then you can grow into that role. We've actually got a number of franchise partners who have done just that. Uh, we have three, in fact, who started as unit franchises and said, I want to go, I, I now understand this. I understand how to operate a successful commercial cleaning business. I'm making, you know, between a hundred and three hundred thousand dollars at the moment with a cleaning business. I want to go now to the next level. I want to really build this thing into, you know, a mozza. And so there is a pathway for those uh, individuals to grow into becoming a regional. We often say that a, a unit franchise, you know, ideally, you know, you're, you're trading around about the two, $200,000 a year mark. That's kind of the optimal level for a, for a unit franchise. If they want to go to the next level, then it's a regional. And that's when you, you, you are turning over millions and then you're getting, you know, a few hundred thousand dollars and it's more of a management type business. So, but people who have had business experience before, people uh, who've been successful in other franchises uh, or have or have had management or management sales background, this is often a perfect business for them. And uh, they can perform well in the front end and also they can nurture and grow their franchises once they're recruited. Because that's really important is actually understanding how to have, how to, give value to your franchisees after you set them up with their cleaning contracts? Uh, how do you have the conversations where you encourage them and guide them to start winning more business? And, and we've got a program for that so they don't have to invent that program, but it's important that it's kind of familiar so they understand what it means to train, what it means to coach and what it means to mentor. If those things are completely unfamiliar uh, to them, then it can be a steep learning curve. That's all we say. Excellent. And look, we've had look some interactions and we do see how much thought coaching, you know, you get some of the best of the best people also coming into to you know, expand the knowledge of the, the business owners with Urban Clean. So, you can understand you know, the, how you could clearly differentiate it from 
you, know, you want to disparage with some of the other systems out there. Is there anything you could hit home to say the clear point of differentiation for someone who may want to come on board with your system versus what may be out there in the in the industry? It's simply this. If you want a real business in commercial cleaning, we're the only game in town. I mean, that sounds almost like an arrogant thing to say, but I've seen a lot of systems. I've traveled extensively. I've talked to a lot of people. And the thing that seems to come in time and time again with commercial cleaning is this model where people get set up with cleaning contracts, they buy the cleaning contracts, and that's the business. Full stop. That's it. So they're essentially cleaners and allowed to talk to the clients and allowed to communicate and allowed to grow and develop their business. Um, that's really left to the master franchise or they're the ones with the real business. So I would say to anyone who sees the potential in commercial cleaning, and a lot of people do right now, but they don't want to be treated as a cleaner. They don't want to just have cleaning contracts. They actually want to grow and develop a business then urban clean is the opportunity for them. Now, I would say as well, if they're looking at getting into this industry and they've got that sales and management experience, there's not that many opportunities around to get in, the, to get in as a franchise or in commercial cleaning. They are very rare opportunities. People don't want to let them go. Uh, once they're sold, they very rarely come up for sale again. And um, there's, besides our system, I don't know any, uh, any other systems in Australia that have got this opportunity where you can really leverage the commercial cleaning model as a franchisor. So in those two senses, we are very different in the marketplace. And uh, it's, I, I, I've said it before, it's an exciting time. It's exciting as well, because even though we are growing and consolidating our growth inside Australia, we're still expanding as well overseas. We're still having discussions. We're still setting up uh, in, in Texas. We're still looking at, uh, in discussions with people in the UK. So even though we're getting very consolidated uh, in the Australian market, you know, this is, this is the beginning of our journey. So people coming to join us get to see that. And it's a very exciting time for them. We really do treat our franchisees as partners, uh, our regionals. We we not only coach them directly, but we also have uh, weekly workshops and we invite their ideas. Some of these guys have come from very successful backgrounds and careers, uh, and they can also give us a lot of, uh, I guess, as a group, we can learn from each other and, and we can learn from their past experience. So uh, we're looking for a higher caliber candidate and individual um, and particular particularly for those regional regional opportunities and now where look it sounds really exciting where are the regional opportunities available now not many in queensland southeast queensland uh, but outside of southeast queensland outside of victoria uh, we still have plenty so uh, we do we do have a regional partner in sydney we've got a presence we've got quite a few franchise partners in sydney but there's a lot of Sydney still available. There's a lot of regional New South Wales available. There's regional Queensland. Uh, and, and of course, we've got Western Australia, South Australia and Tasmania, and I can't forget the NT. So 
we have about 20 opportunities that are still ready and available. Now, some of these places, we've got cleaning contracts and franchisees operating. Uh, in fact, we're just, we've just got a whole bunch of work coming in in Adelaide. It's about half a million dollars a year there. Uh, I don't have a regional partner in Adelaide. And it would be great for someone to be on the ground, to take care of the business, to set up the franchises. COVID makes travel quite difficult at the moment. So it would be great to have partners on the ground uh, and actually facilitating a lot of this business that's coming our way. Yeah, so now what's the next step to get in touch with you? Look, obviously there'll be people interested, but what's the next step of getting that right person on board? We do encourage anyone interested, there will be some contact us options near the podcast. Please put your name down. One of the team will be in touch with you ASAP to get the your journey going with Urban Clean. We also encourage you to have a look at the Urban Clean website and get a better feel for the company. But from your end, Damien, once someone does um, get put forward to you, what's your process in um, finding them and seeing if they're the right fit for you? Well, I guess the first thing is to see whether they're more suited to the unit franchise model or the regional opportunity. So that's the first question. Okay, which one are you really looking at? Tell tell us a little bit about yourself. What's your background? What are you really trying to get out of the business? For some people, what you know, a unit franchise is always going to be a better option than a regional, and for some, a regional is uh, is really the only option moving forward. Now, once we've established that, we have a very sort of a set process and it's a relaxed process and it's a process of discovery. So you get to learn more about our system, how it works, where the opportunities are, uh, how you'd be benefiting from that. We get to learn a little bit about you as well. Uh, so we're sort of both looking at each other and in a sense qualifying each other. Uh, then we move towards what we call our strategy sessions. And in those strategy sessions, we actually create a blueprint. So we look at whether you're coming in as a, as a regional partner or as a unit franchise partner. We say, okay, these are the goals that you want to set for yourself. How do we turn that into reality? So knowing what we know about the system, we'll have a look and say, well, look, if you want to, if you, for instance, if someone coming in as a, as a unit franchise, cleaning franchise, says, look, I want to be making $15,000 a month out of my business in gross income. We say, great, well, we'll set up your first five. Let's talk about that other 10. And so we actually create a program with them for them to achieve that additional $10,000 a month. And then basically we're looking at after that point going through into the more formal parts. Obviously, there's a period of validation where they get to speak to other franchise partners and, and regionals to validate that the system does what it says it does. And then we go in and say, okay, well, let's go through the formal process and uh, we're issuing franchise documents, etc. So there's a kind of a journey that we go on now. It doesn't need to be a long journey, but it is a process that we expect everyone to go through. You can't just say, I've got, I've got a hundred thousand or I've got thirty thousand. I want to buy it tomorrow. It's all oh, slow down. Let's get to know each other and 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 we invite you to learn more about us so that we can be true partners and grow the business together. Beautiful. Now, obviously, the opportunity is there. You've had a, a great, big, fantastic journey with Urban Clean as you've grown it. Now, any highlights that we can, you know, you can enlighten us with as we come to the end of the podcast of, you know, you've obviously seen it grow dramatically, but are there any key things you think are the highlights of 
being part of Urban Clean and, and anything you'd like to convey towards people thinking about taking that first step and, and joining uh, Urban Clean uh, as a business owner? Well, there's been pivot points. So they're being very critical. Like early on in the journey, as we started the business, we started to get clarity around what we wanted to achieve and how we wanted to be different in the marketplace. The big, one of the big things were, is business owner cleaners, not cleaners owning a business. So we wanted to make sure that people coming in operating a business and we're educating them like that, not educating them simply as cleaners. So that was a real big pivot point that came early in the business and it seemed undoable. It seemed uh, impossible because it was completely against the industry grain. And then when we started seeing success and we started seeing franchise partners uh, grab hold of this and run with it, uh, that was, I, I guess, a, a true, you know, that that period was very satisfying. Uh, it, it, uh, it seemed everyone told us at that time that's impossible, that the industry doesn't do that. Um, that they're just cleaners. And we said, no, we don't accept that. We believe that they can be true business partners and grow and expand their business. And we got laughed at. Uh, so there's a lot of satisfaction turning that around, turning that paradigm around. But I guess closer to me, it's more the individual story. So it's me, it's seeing people not very confident with themselves, not really sure what they're doing and grow into becoming a business owner to me that's where my greatest satisfaction comes i remember one of our um our franchisees a canberra franchisees they came up to brisbane for some extra training we showed them how to win cleaning contracts it didn't really seem real to them we showed them how to go through um, demonstration and adding value there on the spot with the clients and they got the theory they didn't really seem that confident about it. And then I got this phone call when he, the day after he came, came back to Canberra and uh, he just sounded like a little boy. He's just jumping down. He's like, Damien, Damien, it works. It works. It works. I can't believe it. It works. Uh, and, you know, he'd won a cleaning contract on the spot, just following this, uh, the methodology we taught him and then seeing that success and then seeing the self-belief that comes out of that success, that, probably is the thing that gets me out of bed uh, and, and getting to work every day is seeing that. And it's for our regional partners too. Some of these guys, you know, we're in retail and they were so trapped in a, in a store, they, their limit, income is limited. And now I've got guys that, uh, we, we had one regional partner, they came in the, the, to the door, uh, it was just last week, in fact, and they came to our account manager and they said, well, I've got a really big problem. And uh, like well what he said i've got too much money i don't know what to do with it he's got like you know thirty five thousand dollars in the bank just free cash that from that month and he's like i don't know what to do with all this money so i mean they're the things the individual success stories uh, that's uh i guess where i get the true um i guess feeling of satisfaction and success from is seeing other people achieve levels of success they've never had before Thanks so much, Damien. Very insightful, both about response and um, positioning of the industry around the pandemic, the support you've provided, and also it was very enlightening about the different models you've got there. You can almost say it's a once-in-a-lifetime or generational-type environment we're seeing where 
people with that attitude who want to get into business within this industry, it's harder to find a better time to do it. So really appreciate your time and would love to have you on in soon to give us an update on how your, your growth and expansion continues. Oh, absolutely. I'd love to, Raghu. All right, thanks very much. Thanks for having me on again. Thanks again, mate. Thanks, mate. See you. Eden Exchanges was brought to you by the team at Eden Exchange. In this episode, we spoke to our returning guest, Damien Bowen, who is the founder and director of Open Clean Commercial Cleaning Franchises. To find out more about Damien and the Open Clean franchise, or to discover other episodes by Eden Exchanges, head to our networking website, businessbyinvest.com. You can also subscribe to the series on iTunes, or Stitches if you're using Android. Find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. Recent info on the buying, selling, and investing world. Thanks for listening.